get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. But I ain't spending any time on it. Well, g'day, patrons, and thank you for joining us for our premium episode. It is the 13th of April. Joel is cracking a subsidised tin, I think yes. it is. Oh, this one's actually one that I got from Ali recently because it was $8 a six-pack, and I can't say no to cheap beer. <laughs> but they did hit me up. They sent me a message saying, do you want more beer? And I'm like, fuck, I guess so. I, I, mean, I, like, I do need more beer. It's just, funny just, you like, should mention that. sent me two cases of like quite strong, some of them are quite strong. So, yeah, I'm getting there. They know you very well at Aldi. I can yes. only. I can well, at CB Co, our, our delicious, lovely sponsor. Aldi, I don't know. I, I think they've got bigger problems than, than me. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's our sponsor. Right? In fact, uh, CB Co, but they need to get you more tins. I think that's the answer, isn't well, it? Well, they're they trying need- to. They, they, want, they, they have reached out and saying, hey, hold on. Do you need more tins? I'd hate to make you ask. Please get in touch. It's amazing. <laughs> I love them. They're, they're so good. That is good. That is very, very good. Uh, and look, we just want to say to our patrons, uh, and there are quite a few of you now, um, we just want to thank you for your ongoing support. We look forward to providing you with this sort of premium episode stuff. And we've got a fair bit to discuss today. Um, some of it very, very political, mm-hmm. and some of it just cooked nonsense. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to have a midpoint. Yeah, to kick us off, really, we wanted to start with the voice. And uh, so, as we all know now, the Federal Liberal Party under Peter Dutton has announced uh, it will actively campaign for the no vote. Can't. We don't know the question yet, right? Yes. That's... <laughs> that still has to go through the parliament. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of know the form of words, but what will go through the parliament will actually be the question. But Peter Dutton is saying no, regardless yeah. of what it is, no. Don't, don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and the majority of his party, this is the thing. So the Conservatives are in the um, uh, are in the ascendancy on what's left of the Liberal Party room. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the moderates got the flick at the last election. That's just the way it goes. So the majority of his party room think Indigenous Australians deserve to be recognised in the Constitution, but he and they are opposed to the Voice, an, an elected advocacy group advising the Parliament and the Executive. Yeah. And that's his stance. And, that's and when we think of political motives, what would his motives be for this? And I'll get on to question how this is such a high-risk thing. But what would his motives be? And, and the only thing that comes across to me is that is that he's basically trying to rally around the conservative base. Which is basically what they've done for the last, like, sort of <laughs> ten-odd years. I know. Turnbull I know. wasn't that. Turnbull was the wet. But look but what happened. But was, yeah. It, the fucking, like, you know, he's in a situation where we had this sort of, like, you know, soft conservative, somewhat progressive guy, and they fucking hated him. Yeah, they so, hated him, and he had to basically do their bidding. Yeah. Um, so basically, all the stuff yeah. that he wanted to do you know, didn't get done. Yeah. Um, so. because, because they would have rolled him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just, well, I mean, what happened, right? 
Well, in the end, it, it, it went that way. Exactly right. So, so yeah, they've been saying, look, we, we, we need to be conservative. And you go, well, you really have been. Yeah. And look where you are now. Yes. This is a bad policy. It's going badly for you. Stop. Mm, yeah. It's, stop, stop. Uh, He's already dead. De- definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. So, so this is done. This is a really dumb and high-risk strategy, and I'll explain why. We'll explain why shortly. But let's start with a few facts, and, and these are kind of important things. This is the longest duration in Australian history since our last referendum. Our last one was in 1999, that was regarding uh, yeah. the Republic, which was belted 45 to 55, uh, winning no states, and only in the ACT did it get majority support. That's not good. Uh, There was also the question of a constitutional preamble in 1999, a sort of less important question, and that was also beaten decisively. So by the time we vote on this referendum, perhaps in October, November, maybe December, I'd say October, it will have have been 24 years since our last referendum. And that matters because the mythology around referenda in this country tend not to, you know, we always sort of get very uh, pessimistic about them. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and the history of it can be quite persuasive, but the question is: Has the country changed in the 20, in the last twenty four years? Well, the Liberal Party may not think it has, but the rest of it, no, the rest of us know that it has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the last thing that we sort of know of being that feels like a referendum, it wasn't, was the plebiscite, same sex marriage. Yeah, and a lot of people do no. think that was a referendum because they're not across the the brief, and you see it that was, a lot in Cooker's It was actually a postal poll. It wasn't even a, a plebiscite. Yeah, um, yeah, because it was uh, postal, of course. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was in fact a postal poll, but it was so significant and uh, so overwhelming um, that uh, no one could avoid uh, the outcomes that needed to be legislated. It should have been legislated in the first instance. Yeah, of course. I mean, we can bag Malcolm Turnbull for that, but it's also the fact that Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard both voted against same-sex marriage in the parliament. Yeah, they're fucking beholden to Catholic unions. It's, it's like, you know... Certainly tr- Julia was, yeah. And yeah. Kevin, well, Kevin's Kevin's a mad Catholic turned Anglican. No, the other way around, Anglican turned Catholic. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know the difference. High church, no, high church Anglican. Yeah, high church Anglican. That, I, and grew up as a Catholic. Yeah, okay, there you go. But, but the longest the longest yeah. period before, you know, it was 16 years, and that was Menzies in 1951, Joel. Uh, okay, yeah, so he had the um, the one to outlaw the Communist Party. Mm. Um, so that was going to be an amendment to the Constitution, which is fucking hilarious. That was de- defeated, and that was despite huge support from the media. I mean, yeah. like, you know, that wasn't one of those things where it was, um, you know, knocked down because it was like in the – the, the Republican one, which was like, this structure sucks, but this question sucks, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But, like, it is pretty funny. Oh, communist parties are there. I'm going to put in the Constitution. Damn those communists. Ah. And, of course, they tried. They, he tried to do it by legislation and knowing that it wouldn't get, get through the High Court. It required a constitutional amendment. Uh, so he went yeah. to the people, uh, and in one of his rare losses, um, uh, the, the people overwhelmingly um, uh, uh, hit it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, so the communists were free to move among us. Oh, terrible. Meredith Bergman should have been jailed. Well, I guess she well, was. She, so. she was. She, <laughs> she was. was. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, it was 16 years later. Country went to the ballot box again for uh, two more questions. Um, and the first was to increase the number of members of the House of Representatives, which was decisively beaten. And I'm not sure why that was on the 
cards or what? Well, they it's were- like saying, do you trust your politician? So it's really a dumb, <laughs> dumbass question. It's like saying, would you like? We would like. Would you like to have more politicians? And it was like, <laughs> no, not really. No, no, not really. It's no, fine. no, thank you. <laughs> we're, we're doing fine. And then, of course, there was the one uh, which was the power to give um, the was was to give the federal government the power to make laws for Indigenous Australians in states as well as the territories, and whether to include all Indigenous Australians in population counts, which wasn't happening before. They just weren't people. <laughs> they weren't counted. Yeah, yeah not the right. census, yeah, which is kind of fucked up. That one got 91% voting yes and, of course, carried in all six states, as you can 91%, imagine. 91%. 91%. It tells you a fair bit about the Australian psyche and that the, while these were very, very modest reforms, uh, constitutional reforms, um, uh, it tells you that there's a, a, a significant amount of um, empathy, shall we say, for yeah. Indigenous Australians. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that was carried 91% yes. Yes, that is quite strong. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, when it comes down to it, these sort of like, you know, racially motivated, definitely things that are rooted in the First Nation thing, but also like just progressive things, we forget that the majority of the country support these sort of things because that loud minority tend to drown out this obvious consensus of fairly progressive thinking with this irritating, well-funded, well-coordinated, some fucking like Marcus Blackmores and the other guy who's putting money toward the no vote. They, you know, they get their voice out there and it feels like there's more people against it than there are. So, yeah, the polling, the polling would indicate fairly soft support for the thing. So anyway, but the, but, it, but, it, but in, in what happened in 1967 was um, sections 51 and 127 of the Australian Constitution, well, section 51, uh, paragraph uh, 26 yeah. section 51's was fucking wiped huge. out, which, which, yeah, the power of the Commonwealth to legislate for the people of any race other than the Aboriginal people of any state was removed from the Constitution, as was the section of 120, as was section 127, which said the counting of Aboriginal natives. That's what it mm-hmm. called it in the Constitution, right? Aboriginal natives as part of determining state and Commonwealth populations. Of course, this was written in 1901 or in fact drafted at 10 years before that. A famously progressive time in this country's history. Yeah, yeah. And look, I can get into constitutional history how some progressives were involved in, in its writing and they were all kind of dismissed ultimately. Uh, and they make and and then the actual change of the constitution was made very difficult. We'll talk about the double majority in a minute. So they were gone. And and there's also a bit of a myth going around. The constitution makes no mention of First Australians. Well, it clearly did for sixty six years, right? Abor- just calling them not First Australians, calling them Aboriginal natives. By the way, yeah. Now, further, the argument for the for the SVOT goes that the Australian Constitution does not protect First Australians or indeed anyone else against discrimination. That's the way the Constitution stands at the moment. Um, and the Racial Discrimination Act, which protects people by ethnicity, including First Australians, um, that was uh, introduced by the uh, Whitlam government, is a law by parliament or statute and, and has been compromised three times since it was uh, since it was enacted in 1975. The most recent was when John Howard called the troops in on the uh, Northern Territory intervention. So that yeah. would be if if you had something like the voice uh, or some anti-discrimination element in the Constitution, that would have made the NT intervention illegal. 
Yeah. But because it was only a legislative act, they could simply just legislate over the top of it and yeah. then and then to you know, organise the NT intervention. Let's talk about that because no one wants to talk about that at the moment. Well, no, they're all about improving fucking outcomes. We don't hear anything about Dutton on this whole intervention thing, which is the mm. last time they tried to improve outcomes in their government. And let's face it, if it, if it did work, if one of their biggest policies for sort of like, you know, Indigenous welfare worked, we'd be hearing about it right now. Well, we we'd, need we'd, to... We'd you know, see it. We'd well, see we'd it. See in it. The, We'd well, see it in measurements. We'd they'd see be bragging it in, about it. We'd see it in measurements like extended life life expectancy amongst mm-hmm. free, uh, first Australians. We'd see it in educational opportunities rising. We'd see, but but none of those measures has got anywhere near it. So no. the intervention ultimately failed. It was based. It I don't don't know if you remember it, Joel. I, I mean, certainly at a political level, it was designed as a sort of policy to try and wedge Kevin Rudd. Uh, who was hugely oh, popular gross. and waiting, waiting to you know, and hunting down John Howard. So they so they brought this thing in, and and Kevin Rudd just went, yeah, I agree with it, and ah. that was the end of that. So it was it was it was based on these awful anecdotal stories of of hideous crimes being being uh, committed in um, remote. <clears throat> remote as, uh, indigenous communities. Get deja vu, mate. S- yeah, a little bit of that. Se- sex crimes, uh, high rates of uh, STDs among um, uh, uh, indigenous populations in remote Australia. Now, look, certainly what we would say is that poverty that occurs in those places is unacceptable to Australians. It would yes. be unacceptable in any other environment. Um, but... As for some of the some of the crimes that were committed, so so called crimes, you know, rape of ten year old girls and all this sort of stuff, it then much of it was unsubstantiated and would never be substantiated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what is proposed here, and we'll be left the basically the federal parliament to sort it out. You know, the to pass well, the yeah, draft to pass legislation is the voice itself, but. It's generally speaking a group of Indigenous Australians elected or appointed to the voice. We'll see what happens when it's figured all out mm-hmm. to provide advice to the Parliament and, of course, like most controversially, to the executive, which is essentially speaking like the cabinet. Yes, um, which uh, is controversial because it's in cabinet where the legislation affecting Indigenous Australians they will end up developing from that sort of thought bubble state into a black letter law proposition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a lot of cabinet has a surprising amount of protections and things on the way that they speak. The, there's you can't get FOIs on some of the stuff. You know, cabinet is a very different beast to the rest of parliament, and it, there is a, a level of power concentration there that people don't quite see. Mm. But having access to that is legit. It means they're not a bunch of you know sort of First Nations backbenchers sitting there screaming into the chamber. They have got access to a very powerful room. But the thing here is, it's so there's this argument that's saying that once the legislation's drafted, then it's too late for the voice to sort of do much that's to right. address so, indigenous so, so disadvantage. What when f- things get into the parliament, when when legislation is drafted and gets into the parliament, it's too late by that stage. You need to be advising the executive, and this is where some of the constitutional stuff has has you know the constitutional oh this will be subject to endless litigation and 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 and, and uh, high court appearances and so forth. By the way, Brett Walker, who was our most eminent jurist, 
most number of appearances before the High Court says it won't. Now, he's not the Pope. He is not. Yes, he, he is not. He, uh, he, he is. He, he is. He is. He is capable of making mistakes. But when Brett Walker says something like that, I tend to listen. But also, who's challenging it? Who's fucking taking it to the high court? The liberals, fucking various right wing fucking cooker interests. Mm. I mean, realistically, when it comes down to it, it's like that sort of thing of saying, like, you know, if you do this, I will kill this bunny rabbit. And that bunny rabbit's blood will be on your hands. And it's like... What they're saying yeah, is, what they're saying is that the voice will have similar power to the parliament and similar power to the executive and the high court will have no, to interp- interpret absurd. it that way. That is, yeah, that's something. Brett Walker says it won't, right? Brett Walker says it won't and he is our most eminent jurist. Not a perfect man, right? No, no. no. he's a gun for hire. Um, but um, but our, our most eminent jurist says it won't, uh, and a lot of other people support that proposition as well. Look, politically, it's a huge roll of the dice for Dutton and the Libs, not least of all because it could split the party. And let's just run through those in the Liberal Party who don't agree with Dutton and the no proposition. The most senior Lib in this in the country, Tas Premier Jeremy Rockliffe, will push for a yes vote. Joel? Yeah, we've got the Western Australian Liberal leader, Libby Meadow. Such as she is, yeah. She's, yeah. she's got a very small party three room. Three people in there or whatever. <laughs> two. So she's two. Yeah. I was kidding. Jesus Christ, it's that it's bad. Two. I thought it was five or something. <laughs> this, is where it, this is where it could all head for the Federal Liberal Party. Yeah, it fucking cool, couldn't it? Um, so, yeah, so she's uh, she told the Australian, personally, I'll be voting yes as I support recognition of our First Nations people in the Constitution, but I also strongly support all Australians being able to make their own decision. Uh, well, that's Wishy-washy, right. but I yeah, mean, it's also it? not. Yeah, yeah. You know, like she says she's voting yes. That's That's as good as saying, you know, it's on. So in Western Australia, the opposition is uh, led by the Nationals. Uh, how many? Do you know how many people they've got in there? Um, a, a, a few more, and a few more in the upper house. Um, okay, but, but it's a belting majority. I think there might be four. Now, the, the, the Nationals are not. Oh, it's, it's overwhelming in Western Australia. The Nationals are not the Nationals of Barnaby Joyce. The okay. Western Australian Nationals aren't. They're a completely separate party, and they do not. Indeed, have much. Oh, they're not love. a coalition with liberals. No, and they are, oh. and and they are not the National Party as we know it, which really only exists in Eastern Australia. Interesting. Okay, not Tasmania. Well, even so, like I mean, as you say, they are not the the party of Barnaby. Um, but their leader Shane Love is saying that he supports a constitutionally enshrined Indigenous voice. So, like, yes. even the fucking Nats over there, they're, they're not the Nats, the Nationals by name. So in. Mr. Dutton, his home state of Queensland, LNP leader David Christofoli said he had an open mind about the voice and encouraged others to do the same or at least have the same. That's, you know, that's not helping in a situation where right-wing solidarity is make or break, but I'd be fucking doing the same thing. And Queensland's the place where I think it's got the lowest polling numbers. Uh, Yeah, lowest polling numbers. Still a majority, 49 to 43 Okay, and uh, then there's a donation. national. In so, so you need fifty plus one. So it's not quite there, but there's a yeah. There'll be a don't. There'll be a significant amount of don't knows. This is something the polling doesn't. Well, not the polling, but the polling analysis doesn't take into account that there'll be yeah. a significant number of blank ballots. People will vote unformal, informal too. Although it's very easy to say yes or no, um, but but well, you know, some of us 
you know, they'll be dicks drawn. We struggle with forms. Some of us struggle with forms. (laughs) (laughs) So there will be a few informals among them. There'll be cocks. There'll be definitely some cocks. And that's a part of democracy and that's fine. So in a joint statement, um, Victorian Liberal leader John Basuto and Nationals leader Peter Walsh said their parties also had an open mind in the fucking People's Democratic Republic of Socialist Danistan. Yeah. And uh, and basically, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, this is the Albanese government's proposed constitutional amendment. So opposing it makes sense, but they're not. A lot of liberals, a lot of liberals are for this. Northern Territory country Liberal Party leader Leah Fianocchio, uh, Fianocchio.